It's auction time, it's auction time, it's time to begin the auction, folks. You're in the right place at the right time. My name is Lance Walker, fast talker of Walker Auctions in Memphis, Tennessee. Welcome to the Time to Sell program. $100 bid now, $25, would you bid $125, $125 is bid now, one half would you bid $150, $150 bid now, $75 would you bid $175, $175 is bid now, two would bid $200, $225, $250 bid now, $75 would you bid $75. I am sold on Walker Auctions. Man, that girl's fast. Yeah, she has to be. She is. It's like an award-winning chant. <laughs> oh, I try. And, I, and I've got the ring to prove it. You do. <laughs> you spent that $10,000 in no time flat. You know that? Yep. My name is Lance Walker, fast talker. My partner here is Terry Walker. She was named the number one female auctioneer in the country several years ago. We're with Walker Auctions. And, folks, it's time to sell. We love this time of the day. 1 p.m. right here on KWAM 990 in Memphis, Tennessee. And we're going to talk about buying and selling at auction. And we got a great show planned for you today. We're going to start off with what we call Terry's Teasers. And she goes through the auctions that we have coming up. We sold, uh, we closed two or three this week. And we've got some more we're putting up. I think two more, uh, will they be up probably by the time this is on the air. And I uh, got a great one in Nashville going on. We uh, clo- uh, closed two houses this week. You know, it's one thing to say sold. It's another thing to say closed because that's when you get the check. <laughs> yeah, and, and closed just feels better to me. It closed. closed feels better. It yes. feels better for everybody. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was good. And uh, we buy and sell using the auction method of selling. We eat, sleep, and dream auctioneering. That's This is our full-time o- occupation. We don't have a sideline. I would be fishing full-time if i could terry won't let me so i auction full-time and uh, last year we had well over 100 auctions i forget how many enough to keep us real real busy and this year looks the same can't believe that it's a uh, june-ish already can you no i can't but it is yeah so i'm i'm hoping for a vacation well i tell you what i'm gonna give you one here in a couple of weeks We've got an auction in Mobile, Alabama, and uh, looking forward to that. after I call bids? (laughs) After you work, if you do a good job, I'm going to take you to, uh, where am I going to take you? Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores. And I've already got the condo rented uh, one block off the beach. So we can walk to the beach, and Eric and his wife, Amber, although they don't cut much anymore because they're bringing our grands. granddaughter yeah with us so we are so looking forward to that and uh that's coming up here in a couple of weeks but again we are here to talk about auctions Uh, sometimes we get off track though (laughs) (laughs) yeah whenever we start talking about vacations yeah you know it is that time of the year it's uh summer and that's when everybody goes off so you just had a good uh uh, memorial day and you know i heard this mentioned it might have been Todd. I'm not sure who said it, but you know Memorial Day's really not a holiday. No, it is a time to mem- to remember those who gave their life. And uh, I, I've never thought about it that way. And That's that is true. that is true. You know, certainly you can get together, and we did got together with our family and barbecued on our new griddle that we certainly enjoy. Uh, but you know, it's it's a time to remember and honor and give thanks to those who gave all they could, and that's their life. Uh, for our country and uh hope you did that and uh we did and we had a great service at church where we did that mm-hmm. perhaps your church does that as well but uh it's june and the hot summer months are here and we are hot on auctions we've got several coming up don't we terry we have several coming up and and um a lot of people are making changes a lot of people are um you know moving in and out so this is whenever they need to look at our site so that they can grab hold of some furniture that they may need and you know the neat thing about these are some are antique some are just vintage um but you can always find um a design that you like whether it's french primitive uh colonial um even some very much updated furniture. In fact, that's one of the auctions that we're working on now. It's got some really great pieces of furniture in it. But let me tell you a little bit about the ones that are on site right now. If you look at um, walkerauctions.com, 
you can see several items that we have on site. Now, when you're looking at these auction items and you see some of them just have very, very low bids, well, get ready because it's going to pick up typically the day it closes. So if there's something that you see on the site that you think you may be able to get for $10, you may want to think twice about that because it's the last day that most people bid. My suggestion to you would be go in and look at that item and put in an amount that you think you want to spend on that, your top dollar, and then it saves it for you. You don't have to keep watching it. And on our site, Terry, that is called a max bid. It's called a max bid. Exactly. Now, on this, um, we've got an auction that is called the, um, what is it called? Mid-Century Modern Antiques, Art, Collectibles, and a whole, hey, Todd. Oh, I'm glad he does show up at work sometime. (laughs) He ain't working. He talks. My goodness. This isn't working. Oh, oh, oh. I won't tell him you said that. Um, But this is called the Mid-Century Modern Antiques Art Collectibles uh, Online Auction. Lance, this has got great items in it. There's tools. There's outdoor furniture. There's fabulous antiques in this and you know and good I, always, quality. I always need another tool yeah right <laughs> and it's also yeah because you use them mm-hmm. it also has some um waterford lamps in it so oh. this is one that that's got items that if you buy today your children will be wanting these whenever you are no longer needing these items so th- this is a great chance to look at this it's got a very beautiful buffet in it fabulous um dining room table so you want to take a moment and look at every bit of this this has got the uh, motorola record player that oh my goodness it just sounds so good when when you stick a vinyl on this thing it sounds great do you know that a lot of people like Alan probably don't know what vinyl. Well, he does too. He works in radio. Yeah, he would. But a lot of people, when you say vinyl, they don't know what you're talking about. You know. Well, but and a lot of people, when you it's say a record. record player, <laughs> <laughs> a record player. <laughs> However, I do think that there's a lot of younger people who are pretty savvy when it comes to this, and they know what sounds good and they know what doesn't. And it, a lot of times, a record player sounds you know, and, good. And that's what I never. It really surprised me when that came back that vinyl would sound better you know that, that not to everybody but to a lot of people that they like that sound better than digital or you know uh, of course cds are gone but uh it's just amazing to me and and we mentioned this before on the station but the number one vinyl record producer in the country is right here in memphis tennessee as it should be this is where music was made you know and started with when you got blues rock gospel uh all mixed together rockabilly but anyway uh vinyl is back and and now these record players are selling for more money which we used to have to give away i I wish those old real fat tvs would do the same (laughs) oh yeah i think i don't don't think think they'll still revive them that will not be the thing at all um oh lance we've got another one auction that's coming up i gotta tell you about this this has got some of some fabulous fostoria glassware in it and it's got some unusual pieces of that it's uh, got autographed books, and you're going to ask me who autographed the books, and I do not re- – I don't, I don't know. Well, anytime you need me to autograph a book, you let me know. I'll do that. It's got some beautiful art, some oil paintings in it. It's got some great – it's got some great oil painting in it. Um, it's got a dining room table and chairs that is fabulous. Sterling silver. It's got some sterling silver in it. It's got some – uh, just some great pieces. This is one that you do want to look at. What's that called? Which, what, um, I cannot remember oh, okay. <laughs> what it's called. Is um, that mid-century? No. That's mid-century closes June the 7th. and <laughs> This is going to close like June the 20th, uh, the 18th. Oh, this closes well, June the 18th. You don't have that on yet, I don't think. Well, when Saturday comes, it will <laughs> oh, be on. <laughs> That's right, folks. We do record this show, and my mind won't go there sometimes. <laughs> no, As you can see right now, will not. 
Um, this also has a lot of sewing. This person made all their clothes for the family. So Just she's like got, you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> me and Betsy TJ Maxx, <laughs> me and a lot of other stores made our clothes. Orvis, <laughs> me and Orvis makes your pants. <laughs> so um, there's also an auction where we've got a... 1999 Toyota Camry. Oh. Oh, my word. And it's got like 58,000 miles on it. Wow. 58,000 miles. Yeah. So that, um, is, that is great for that car. If you've kind of got car. somebody who is graduated from high school, this is your chance or for getting their driver's license. Hey, this is a great one. Make- it, a great or a second car second car. Yeah. yeah this is a good car to have uh we've got furniture in this auction we've got mid-century modern dining room table and a buffet and china cabinet a mid-century modern um a clothes storage cabinet that is so cool and where'd you say this one was this one is in bartlett in bartlett okay yeah this is a bartlett auction it's got some great items in it you don't want to miss that at all well, I know a guy in Arkansas that needs a king-size bed. Well, in this one, one. Uh, one is coming up in one that we haven't started working on it. <coughs> but I have looked at it, and it's got, oh, gosh, the furniture in that one is so great. It's in Germantown. Yeah. A great, great auction in Germantown. Uh, you know, sometimes you look at these and you just wonder what, you know, how can we keep selling so much stuff? Lance, the thing about this is people always need furniture. They always, if if they're buying and selling houses, they always need furniture to buy, to have. And we sell quality furniture. The the lady we had to pick up with this last week, great story. (coughs) uh, uh, I think we sold for, she moved off. Yeah, we did. She came back. And uh, didn't have any furniture. Bought a house and and furnished it with house with furniture she bought from us. So we <laughs> sold for her, and then she came back and bought from us. And then we sold for her again this weekend. Yeah. So what a deal, <laughs> folks! Yeah, you know, and and they. I think what people are realizing is that um, it's it's a comfortable way to sell. Yes, it's, it is. And it not only is it a comfortable way to sell because you have so few people in your home. Yep. I think that makes all the difference in the world. And we're going to talk about that more later. Right now, I've got a world-famous auctioneer on the line. <gasps> you have, this, and he is. This man owns the Kansas City area. <laughs> His name is Robert Mayo. He does. Dr. Mayo, yeah. are you on the line with me? Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> man, yes. it's always good to hear your voice, Robert. Uh, it's good to be heard. I appreciate it. <laughs> is, are they, is he any... Has any relations you, you know, to our employees? That's right, Robert. We have a a, a couple named Mayo uh, that work with us. M A Y O, just like oh. you spelled. I just wonder if there's a relation there. Well, uh, I, I think if you go back far enough, we all yeah. have a relation. Well, that's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, Robert, you always did possess a lot of wisdom. That's what I like about you, uh, Robert. We're we're glad that you took the time to uh, come on. Well, uh, Robert's been on before, and uh, one thing I wanted to talk about this week was selling firearms uh, at auction and robert is really an expert in that field uh he he probably sells about as many guns as i know of anyone and uh robert first of all tell us about a little bit about your business how'd you get started in the auction business well i was actually listening to an audio book um called the millionaire next door when i was working i was working in the medical field was listening to this audio book on the way in and out of the office, and um, it was interesting because they were they were interviewing different people of different professions, and they interviewed auctioneers, and and all of the personality traits of auctioneers that they were talking about seemed to just kind of click for me. I, I, I kind of related to to the information they were sharing, and so I went home and and opened the yellow pages. That'll tell you how long ago it was, and. Uh, <laughs> in the yellow pages and found auctioneers and went to the first auction that I went to and was not really that impressed, but I didn't know it wasn't a very well-run auction. I, just, I didn't have any, any reference. 
and then went to the second auction and I bought a piece of Murano glass. It was a fish. And the first thought I had after I bought it was, why did I do that? <laughs> and, uh, and, it, and I got caught up in the excitement and I was fascinated by the psychology of the, of the sale itself, of the live auction. And uh, that was that was it. I was hooked from that moment on. I told my wife that's what I want to do. I had no idea what that meant, but I I went on a journey to find out how to get in the auction business uh, from that day forward. Oh, that- and that's how I was introduced to it. And that's I never even knew what an auction was really. I grew up out west, yeah. So uh, we didn't have a lot of auctions in Southern Nevada. So uh, well, that, I was glad to be in a rock auction-rich environment of Missouri when you, I discovered it. That's you sure. are in an auction-rich environment. Uh, the Kansas City area, which you're in Belton, is that correct? I am. It's uh, a suburb just on the yeah. south side of town. Yeah. And that is probably, if not the hottest auction area in the country, one of the There's probably more auctioneers in a 100-mile radius there than about anywhere in the country, wouldn't you say? Oh, I'd say we're probably in the yeah. top five, but it's probably Ohio and Pennsylvania yeah. would probably yeah. get the top. Yeah, that, that, that's that's. But yeah, true. we're def we definitely have a lot of auctioneers in um, in the area, and that's good. Yeah, that's it. Good. You know, a lot of people think that's bad, but actually, it is good because I mean, I know it's more competition, but it, it's also people are auction minded, and uh, that's our big hurdle here in Memphis is convincing people, hey, this is the way to go. Whereas in your area, people know that. It's just it's just ingrained. It's a it's just an accepted way to sell just about anything, isn't it? it, it yeah, it, it, we still have that obstacle for some things, and certainly for real estate. That there's you know a lot of myths about selling real estate at auction, but but uh, um, it's certainly it's certainly met with with optimism in many many times. Yeah, not necessarily everything, but many times, yeah. Of course, Robert, I know you sell many different things like we do, but what caused your interest in uh, firearms? So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't call myself a gun aficionado, but my brother my brother is, and him and I are business partners. Uh-huh. And we did an estate pretty early on in our career and just had a great time selling the guns and thought, this is fun. And... Um, I wonder what this would take to be able to do it, you know, beyond just the, the selling it in an estate environment. And so uh, we looked into to seeing what it takes to get our FFL, our federal firearms license, and um, pursued pursued that pretty early on, just be basically because it was fun and there are no shortage of guns um, in this country and especially in our area. So we thought, well, that's a good niche to to build since there are so many of them. Um, we can certainly stay busy selling them. So that's yeah. kind of what got us interested in it. Well, well, you you certainly have uh, gone far with it. I mean, I think you have maybe three or four of these a year. Is that correct? Um, actually, no. We 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 do one a month. Oh man, yeah. So we when okay. we started, we we started doing probably two a year. Yeah. When we very first started selling guns many years ago. And then we, we went to about three or four a year, and we did that for a number of years. And then, uh, oh, I'd say about five years ago, six years ago maybe, we, we said, what if we just told everyone that's in our community, buyers and sellers, that we're going to do one every month? Could we get enough guns? Yeah. And so we did. And so we started having one every month. We sell probably somewhere between 1,500 to 2,000 guns a year. In those twelve auctions, one every month. Yeah, you got four hundred plus guns on this one here. Yeah, there, there's quite a few in this one, and and uh, yeah, the, it's and sometimes uh, it's not always in a gun auction. We might have accessories and ammunition and and sport related items that the hunting stuff and you know all that the stuff that that uh, people like to go and look at at Cabela's or Bass Pro yeah. Shop. Yeah. Well, you know, you are the master at the art of naming an auction. <laughs> and I love that you've got the thrill of the hunt. I love that. <laughs> I'd like to take credit for that, but it's really a team effort in the office. Okay. I set, I, I set some expectations that we want to be creative, and so we have discussions about what those titles should be, and they'll run them past me, and I'll give some input. Sometimes I'll veto one or two because 
it may be pushing the limit a little bit on on uh, creativity. But <laughs> it's it's, uh, it, it's the people in the front office who manage the marketing for our company that that come up with those titles. Yeah, as, as I flip through, you have of course a lot of uh, uh, hunting, shotguns, rifles, sportsmen, uh, just a wide variety of guns. Uh, how do you handle the cataloging of that, Robert? Well, we have a dedicated team here at the. So we have two showrooms that we work out of, plus the on-site auctions that we do. But all the guns come back to our main office here in Belton, and we have a dedicated uh, catalog team. That they catalog other assets besides firearms, but but firearms is a is what they're, you know, that's their key key niche, of course, because they do it once a month. But um, they have a process, and uh, we. Uh, we follow that process, and uh, you know, we there there are a lot of things that we know, and we don't profess to know everything about everything. And sometimes we make a mistake here and there, and sometimes our buyers or sellers will uh, educate us on a yeah. on something, and <laughs> we're we're humble, and we'll correct it and make it right. And uh, but we have a good team that catalogs and takes good pictures and makes sure that we get good information in the lots and uh, and see what people need to see in the pictures so people can have good information to make good decisions. You, you do have great pictures, Robert. I was going to comment on that. Uh, you, you're real good at using the uh, the white background and then taking the picture over it. and it just That's what's so important about an online auction, isn't it? You know, it is, and it, it takes a little longer, yeah. and... And and that's okay. Sometimes we want to do things faster, but we always want to find the balance of how fast to how good, right? Yeah. And so we're always looking for ways to do it well, but do it faster. Yes. Um, and but good pictures are, are something that we we take pride in and strive for. Um, and certainly, our firearm auctions are probably the best example of. Of that because it's one asset classification, right? Most of them are black and brown, and so it's easier to control the environment in a fixed environment where we have control yeah. over the lighting and the background, and we're using the same tools. So it's it is easier to get better pictures on something that we do repeatedly like that. Yeah, and we we do gun gun auctions as well, but ours have all been on site, you know, like in an estate, something like that. We are considering doing what you're doing because we bought a facility now and uh, we have a place to do this. And Eric, my son, has an interest in that. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this today. Yeah, you should do it. There's no shortage of guns in your neighborhood. (laughs) Unfortunately not. And, you know, the key is is that they're used correctly. And you and I are both advocates of gun safety and having training. And it's, you know, a gun in the wrong hands is... uh, is a bad thing. Yeah. And, That's uh, right. You know, the background set, background yeah. check system really works. I have a yep. great story about that if okay. you want me to tell I, it. I'd love to hear a story. So um, years ago, we had a, a gentleman who, we, we'll do a firearm transfer, which means if someone buys a gun in our area, say they're a Missouri resident, and they buy a gun from someone in Tennessee, for example, they can uh, have that gun shipped to us for an FFL transfer. And then we do the background check, and then they can pick the gun up. Um, well, this gentleman did that. He bought a gun from someone in another state and had it shipped to us, uh, came in to do the background check, and failed the background check, uh-huh. meaning he was not allowed to have the gun. So we, of course, did not give him the gun, and we told him that we couldn't give him the gun. And he got a little upset. And we said, and then he asked us if he could have his sister or some other relative come get the gun. I said, no. So that's a straw purchase, and that's illegal. We don't do that. And so we sent him on his way. He was not happy, but we were following the process, following the system. And uh, he went away, and uh, his guns remained in our building. And within a couple of weeks of that incident, he ended up on the news. He had uh, uh, taken his girlfriend hostage in his home, in a home. I don't know if it was mm. his home or her home, and was... Uh, Hold up in that home and uh, uh, holding her hostage. And at the end of the deal, the police talked him out, and no one was hurt. The police weren't 
shot at or hurt. Um, the girlfriend wasn't hurt, and he didn't hurt himself. And uh, he didn't have those guns yeah. <laughs> to do that. And so, you know, people uh, might want to remember that when we talk about the background check system, that it does work. I'm, we feel very proud that, that we were part of probably yes. helping save uh, at least her life and maybe his life and yeah. maybe a police officer's life. Absolutely. Um, and that, you know, so it does work. So um, um, we're big believers in doing things the right way, that's for sure. Well, that, that's, that's great, and I knew you were. And, uh, again, you have your FFL license. So, so let's – can you walk through – like I say, it's a, I've got your auction on my website. And, by the way, uh, Robert and I are both members of MarkNet Alliance. We talk about MarkNet on every show. It's about yeah. 70 auction companies that have come together, and we've, uh, we're like a Remax or a Century 21 uh, in real estate, except we're auctioneers. And so we combine our resources and uh, advertising, promotion. Uh, it's, it's like a family, another auction family. We get together twice a year uh, for just MarkNet meetings, and uh, there's a lot, a lot of uh, just back and forth calling each other, hey, what would you do here or whatever, and uh, – so, uh, Robert, your your uh, auction is on my website, so people can bid on these just like they're on your site. So, what happens if a person from Memphis buys a gun at this auction? What's the process? Well, first, thank you for for sharing that auction. We appreciate it because that is a big part of our marketing is that cross promotion amongst other marketing member sites, including yours. And so, if a buyer who visits your website regularly, goes in and buys a gun, um, basically what they do is uh, they first pay their invoice. Yep. Um, and, uh, <laughs> just kidding. It's downhill uh, from there. They paid their invoice, <laughs> they still have an FFL, a licensed FFL in their city or town or nearby area that we can ship the gun to. They'll have them send us a copy of their FFL license. We verify that license is an active FFL, and then uh, we ship that gun to that FFL. And then that buyer will then go to that FFL and do the background check system. And that FFL may charge a fee to do that, so it's always best if you're uh, looking to do this, to buy a gun in another state, is to just check with a local FFL that will do the transfer for you and ask what they charge. Uh Uh-huh. And we've seen anything from twenty-five to a hundred dollars, uh, but you'll see, you know, prices all over the place on that. But um, but basically, that's it. That we that's what the, the the system allows us to do, which is to to ship that firearm to another FFL for them to do the background check um, and transfer the firearm uh, through that process. Okay, so uh, I wanted you to say that because in uh, what one thing I like. Uh, two that you do, Robert. When you go on the front page of your auction, the first you look at the picture, and under it says Missouri. So people know these guns are not from Tennessee; they're in Missouri. <laughs> so they yeah. have they have to be shipped, and uh, I think that's real important. And I'm preaching to the choir here, but as MarkNet members, if we, we we need to make sure we do that because we do share our auctions, and uh, you put my auctions on your site before, and vice versa. And it's important that we do that so that someone, when they're bidding in Memphis, they know this isn't Walker Auctions. That's not here in Memphis. You know, you're yeah. in the Kansas City area, so so that gun will have to be shipped. There'll be a cost in that, and then, like you said, there'll be your FFL charges whoever they use locally. Correct. And you and they get to determine that. Is that correct? You they yeah, tell they you they can pick any FFL yeah. okay. in their area that they they many gun buyers probably already have a relationship with one locally. Maybe even be a friend of theirs. Yeah. Yep. Well, let me ask you something, Robert. Why? What's the advantage of people selling their guns at auction as opposed to just selling them themselves or whatever? Well, a few things. One is safety, right? So yep. you sell a gun through an FFL like us, through an auction. Um, the, the firearms are being transferred onto our books, and so there's a chain of custody, a record. Um, that That's a record that's only kept internally or for audit by the ATF. It's not like we're registering anybody's firearms, but what it is is it allows for if something bad happens with that gun, 
for the and if that gun's in, on the, uh, involved in a crime, uh, yeah. law enforcement can look at the serial number and manufacturer of that gun, and then they'll call the manufacturer, uh, say it's a Smith and Wesson. They'll they'll call Smith and Wesson and say, hey, I have this gun. It was at this crime scene. Where was it sold? Smith and Wesson will say, Well, we sold it to a wholesaler, and then they'll call the wholesaler, and the wholesaler will say, We sold it to um, Academy Sports, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll call Academy, and Academy will have a record and say, we sold it to John Doe. And they'll call John Doe, and John Doe will say, I sold it to, or I took it into whatever Mayo auction and and consigned it, and they sold it to John Doe or whoever else John Doe. And uh, I don't want to disparage anybody's names. It's easy to disparage John Doe. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) they'll sell it to the next John Doe, and... And, and it's just, it's tracked, right? And so if something bad happens with the firearm, we can track it. And that's the purpose of the system. So if you're selling them yourself, you know, if it gets ends up in somebody's hands that it shouldn't, first of all, um, you know, then that you're going to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But if you've done it with the background check system, um, then you've reduced your liability. The other thing is, is you're going to expose your firearms to a nationwide buying audience. So... Yeah going to get market value for the firearm that's not to say there aren't some deals that are had here and there in a gun auction because there are but you're going to get you're going to get them exposed to a nationwide buying audience which is good for you when you're selling and and robert before we go on the next question just let me remind people that they're listening to time to sell here on kwm 990 we are walker auctions and we're talking about the auction if you go to our website that's walkerauctions.com walkerauctions.com this is from Bid Mayo up in the Kansas City area. The title of the auction is The Thrill of the Hunt Firearms and Sportsman Auction. And you can see these uh, firearms that we're talking about. And uh, Robert Mayo is in Martinet Alliance, is considered an expert in this field, whether he wants to admit it or not. Uh, uh, I'm, I bet you every week you get two or three calls from members asking you a question about what's best to do. Uh, but, Robert, we, we talked about the advantages of selling. What are the advantages of buying guns at auction as a buyer? Well, so, it, you know, there aren't a lot of places that you can go to find used gun inventory, first of all. Right. So there's an advantage for that. Yep. That, you know, if you go to a site and say we have two, 300 guns or however many we have up there at any given time, um, you know, there's usually a pretty wide selection of used firearm inventory. Most buyers today are going to be going to a, a sporting goods store store or firearm dealer and it's they're looking at new inventory right right and that's fantastic but you know people like to buy and sell and or or buy buy used guns especially if they're collectors so if they're looking for you know winchester rifles you know it's those are not easy to find in the secondary market and so just a good amount of access to to the used firearms is is and then the second thing is you get to name the price right so you get to decide what it's worth to you and put your bid in, and and uh, and and decide what the value of the firearm is based on what it's worth to you. And that, to me, that is the it, regardless of what commodity you're selling, that is the thing. You 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 set the market. The sell the buyers do. A seller can ask anything he wants to, but it's what the buyers are willing to give that determines the market. Yep. And uh, and you know, you know that you've given a price. You were just one bit above the last guy, so you know you've paid market value for it. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Hey, hey, Robert, who cannot buy a gun? What disqualifies a person from buying a gun? Well, um, so you have to be of legal age, of course. Uh-huh. So, um, and then you you can't be a felon, right? So if you have a felony, you can't own a firearm or possess a firearm in this country if you're a felon. Um, there are, uh, I should probably mention that different states have different yes. um, laws regarding this. So, for example, if you live in Illinois, you have to get what they call a FOID card, F-O-I-D card. Um, and that FOID card is how Illinois knows who has what. Um, not every state has that requirement, of course, but Illinois is a good example of that. So to own a firearm, you have to go and, um, and get that card. Yep. be able to own a firearm um, in Illinois. Um, and so and each state has different different requirements. But for the most part, you have to be of legal age and not be a felon. 
and there be some uh, there be, there may be some other things that may delay or keep you from owning a firearm if you're a if you're a person that has a restraining order against you for some reason you know if you're a bad actor in that regard yep. um, that will probably keep you from passing a background check system you might have to to um, you might have to go through a process of of, uh, of proving that you're not a threat through that if, if yep. you were trying to okay. pursue that but uh, again those are all just safety precautions to keep people who are don't have good intentions with those firearms from getting firearms Robert, how do you market guns for at an auction? Well, I'll tell you the the Marknet Alliance uh, cooper the way that we cooperate through Marknet Alliance is a big part of our firearm marketing. Uh, we appreciate you, and we appreciate other members who share our firearm auctions um, so freely and openly with their users and bidders, because that's a big part of it. Um, we have a very extensive database of buyers across the country who participated in our auctions for many years that we market to and gun buyers uh, very seldom will a gun buyer go in and buy one gun and be done so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> many have uh, enough to 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 probably arm their neighborhoods 10 times <laughs> over so um, they, you know people who buy guns like to buy buy them and some people will collect in fact, some people will collect a certain type of gun, then they'll get tired of that, sell them, and then collect something else. Yeah. And so uh, we do that. We also um, advertise through some different websites uh, that, that do allow firearm marketing. Uh, there are some that, that don't. We can't advertise on Facebook or Google, for example, um, as far as paid advertising. And so it does limit us in that regard. But um, Fortunately, there are plenty of ways for us to share that information through MarkNet and these other websites and our email and and and, and whatnot. Um, you know, you, you're bringing up a subject I want to talk about. Uh, you and I have been MarkNet members for a long time. What do you see the value in, in that you're a MarkNet Alliance member? Uh, that's a great question. And the, the first thing that I would say is... Um, the relationships, the network, the networking and relationships. So, for example, um, and, and this is value that I've gained not only from Marknet Alliance but also from the National Auctioneers Association as well. It's just the relationships and access to people who are willing to share, right? So I, I'm never going to say that uh, I know everything about everything. That would be a very ignorant statement to make. Um, and so there are times when I can pick up the phone and call, uh, a good example is I can pick up the phone and call my friend Chip Pierce in Alabama if I have a question about a collector car, yeah. and he's going to be able to help me with that. Um, there, there are uh, so, many, uh, so many people that are in our, in our group, in our Marketing Alliance group, that have very specific knowledge in specific areas. Hey, I want to remind you, you oh. called Terry about a harp one time. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a great example. I yeah. mean, you know, how do you... Yeah. There's no way I'm going to spend time trying to learn all that someone else already knows Yeah. yeah. Uh, about something when I can just pick up the phone and say, hey, yeah. tell me what I yeah. need to know about this. Mark. And that, so that's huge. And then the other part of it is the cross-promotion that we're able to do. It's, I don't know of any other group of auction companies. In fact, I don't believe there is any other group of auction companies like us that pool together the 70 of us that yeah. that say hey let's share each other's auctions let's cross promote um, and create this unique marketplace this kind of fabric of or tapestry of auctions that that are all across the country um, there's no other group of auction companies out there like it and so that's unique um, and, yep. and there's a lot of value in that there sure is and how do you see the future of the auction industry going Robert, you think these will continue the way we're going for a while, or is AI going to put us out of business? Or <laughs> well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on AI. That's for sure. <laughs> I will say that um, AI has been an interesting tool in our business, uh, just in uh, helping us to to get good ideas when writing content. Um, but. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to be the guy that that was the president of the horse and buggy whip association who said that, <laughs> you know, 
that uh, there will always be a need for horse and buggy whips. So I don't want to say I don't want to say something and, and end up being immortalized in that in this radio broadcast. Theater. But but what I would say is that I think as AI and other tools and technology continue to advance, I think our industry will continue to make good use of those tools and continue to thrive. My concern for our industry is the consolidation that's happening. Yeah. There are a lot of big companies that are getting bigger by buying up smaller companies and limiting your choice in, in who you can use in some respects, especially for certain types of assets. Um, and so my concern for the future of our industry is, is just really um, that consolidation. And, and I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm optimistic that um, we can continue to promote entrepreneurs uh, and promote the entrepreneurial part of our industry and that we can have more independent auction companies um, be created and succeed um, because I think the more more that we have that are independent auctioneers, uh, the more we grow that part of our industry, I think it will be better overall for the consumer, for the sellers, the buyers, and everybody. Um, but I do that, that is a concern I have for the future of our industry. Yeah. You know, you and I have a lot in common. One is that we both started a business. You know, yeah. there, there was no business. It, we started from ground one. Now, we had help, you know, like uh, Terry's yeah. dad helped us and your brother was a partner. And I don't mean to say that, but, you know, that's got to continue to survive because it really is the core of this country, I believe. I really think, Robert, that the auction method of selling is the best example of the free enterprise system that you can have a an open market with a willing seller and a willing and willing buyers that come together and express themselves with their pocketbook <laughs> i agree that, that, i don't think you could, couldn't have said it any better it, i yeah, agree i mean how what better way can you determine value you know you can pay an appraiser several hundred dollars to appraise your house or appraise your firearm. And, you know, it may bring that or it may not bring that. It, yeah, you certainly paid for an opinion, it, one opinion. That's right. And that's an opinion. But the opinion that counts is the uh, the one where in a free open market, people are allowed to spend their money, bid on an item, and it goes to the highest bidder. And uh, I think you and I probably... And we believe that's a great way to buy and sell. Yeah, and it's my hope that we'll have more and more of those independent marketplaces grow uh, and, and help the industry continue to thrive and be significant. And, you know, that is our challenge now. You you brought that uh, establishing your, your marketplace. You know, like you say, we, we, we are seeing some big auction companies, you know, uh, come about, conglomerations, alliances, uh uh, buyouts and uh, establishing our marketplace is, is going to keep us in business, isn't it? It is, and that's either geographical or by asset classification, but whatever it is, we need more of them. Yep. Yep. Well, Robert, it's been a pleasure. Hey, are you going to go to a conference and show in Oklahoma City in July? For sure. Yeah, great. I I'll, I'll look forward to visiting with you then. We're going to have a great time. And uh, uh, Robert Mayo, how can people get in touch with you? Well, um, you can always check our website at bidmayo.com. Um, that's probably the best way. There's plenty of ways mm-hmm. to get a hold of us through the website. Um, appreciate you, Terry, and Lance. Appreciate you both. I, I, uh, I'm grateful for, um, for the opportunity to be on your show today. Well, Thank you. We, we appreciate that the fact that we're not just friend, business uh, partners but friends in, yeah. uh, uh, through MarkNet Alliance and uh, – Bidmayo.com, that's the website. If you go to walkerauctions.com, you can bid on his uh, firearms auction. Again, the title of it is The Thrill of the Hunt. And Robert Mayo, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Go back to work. Thank you, Lance. You too. <laughs> See you in July. Thank you. All right. Uh, we appreciate Robert taking the time out today. You know, that's something I want to discuss because if you've been listening to KWAM lately, there's been quite a bit of discussion of guns. And, uh, we have a problem in this city. Yes. And, and some people think it's guns. And, uh, you know, guns, if we quit selling guns today, it would be years and years and years before we'd run out of supply. You know, the, the problem is people 
using guns in a safe manner and being trained and acting responsibly. It's the, the gun is harmless until it's put into somebody's hand and they use it wrong. So I, I was, I grew up on a farm, had a gun since I was 13. My dad was so strict on us being safe and, and how to handle it. And, uh, you know, taught us how to use a firearm. So it's just a natural for me. I know for some people it just scares them to death. Uh, but you know, this city is becoming more and more dangerous and you need to be able to defend yourself. And, uh, I, I am not ashamed to say that I have firearms and there's nothing wrong with buying and selling them because we need them. And we know how to use them. Yes. And you know what? I also enjoy just target practicing. That's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't hardly hunt. I used to hunt a lot. Don't hunt much anymore. I'm just going to let Bambi live. And uh, I do like to catch a trout every once in a while. But you know what? I throw him back in the river. I don't even. I don't I'm even so glad him. because I wouldn't know what to do with him <laughs> if you brought him home. All right. Well, you're listening to Walker Auctions show called Time to Sell right here on KWAM 990. And this is Lance and Terry Walker. And we're uh, talking to you about buying and selling an auction. Terry, did we get through with all of our auctions? Well, we did. But I do want to say one more thing. I am right now working on a very fine jewelry auction okay. and so i will i've already had one person contact me she's got a some be, 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 beautiful pieces i call it bling bling <laughs> yes. auctions um that she's wanting to sell and then i've got another person that has some pieces that she would like to sell. So if you have some jewelry that you're not wearing that you would like to put on our website, just give me a call. And of course, that's 901-413-9738. And that's once again, Terry Walker, 901-413-9738. And I'll be happy to work with you on putting those items on our website. Uh, we'll be working on that this week. Probably have, maybe even have it up on uh, the next week to 10 days. So what you're saying so, is if, if I'm listening to this show and I have, uh, say, a watch and maybe uh, some bracelets or whatever, and I want to sell them? Yeah, but this is fine jewelry. So, Lance, yeah. not your typical watch. Oh, not the stuff I get at Walmart. No. <laughs> okay. Right, no. gotcha. So um, <laughs> right now I've just got several buyers that are buying mm -hmm. very, very fine pieces, and they're willing to pay for them. And so that makes a difference. You know, we get people who, who buy at our silver and gold auctions as investment. Oh, that, and that's what yeah. uh, these people will probably be doing. Mm -hmm. So I've sold quite a bit of uh, fine jewelry. Um, but anyway, just heads up. We're going to be putting that on shortly. And, and if you have some you want to sell, just give me a call. I think one of the reasons why we do so well in our jewelry auctions is that we have the buyer who wants to use it. I call it the end user. They want to wear mm -hmm. the jewelry themselves. That would be me. That would be you. And then we have the buyer who wants to invest in it. It's an investment. Yeah. And then we have the buyer that wants to gift it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, right. so, you know, you've got uh, several reasons. And a lot of time, Lance, let's face it. I just get tired of wearing the same old thing. I'd like to have new pieces of jewelry. <laughs> yes. I'll say amen to that. You do like to have new pieces of jewelry. And well, you, luckily for me, we're in the auction yeah, business. We're in a good business to find it, aren't we? Yes, we are. Folks, again, we're Walker Auctions. <laughs> and uh, if you have something to buy or sell, give us a call. And uh, the office number is 901-322-2139. But, you know, if you've got – maybe you're settling in a state, you have personal property sale – well, that's Terry's department, and like she gave you her number a while ago, it's 901-413-9738. That's 413-9738, and Terry is the one who handles our uh, personal property auctions. Now, Lance, we also have one more house that is on our website that uh, we haven't sold. It's the one at North Star that's right. in Bartlett. It's the one that's got the beautiful, oh my word, um, backyard, yes. front yard. It's got some it, flowers that that are just blooming beautifully. I, and it's one of those yards that in the spring of the year, there's certain part flowers that are in bloom. And then whenever those 
those blooms die, then the the next season with the summer flowers are blooming. I'd call and it then, a, like a manicured yard. It's unreal. Oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. So, um, but the, also, you know, it's a, a three bedroom, two bath. It's one floor home. So it's a great home for the, the elderly who may need, um, you know, don't want to fool with stairs. It's a great home for our family just beginning to buy a home and, and would like to have a, a place with a, you know, for the whole family, living room, dining room, uh, kitchen, uh, kitchen's kind of been redone. So it's a nice kitchen, um, two baths. So it's a master bedroom with a bath on it as well. So it's, it's a great home for pretty much any age and peace and serenity in your backyard. I tell you, you sit back there and it's, it really is like a wildlife area. You're going to see all kinds of birds, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. squirrels, rabbits, uh, and, uh, there's a little uh, waterfall, a little pond. A little pond with goldfish it, it, in it. Just, I've never seen a backyard like it in Memphis before. This person was a, a master gardener. Yes. And uh, it is beautiful. If you enjoy gardening, you may buy the house just for that. Right. And, and it, it is a nice home. It's got the washer and dryer in it, so it kind of gets you ready to move in. It's got the, of course, you know, a nice refrigerator there as well. It's got... Uh, it's just a it's a great home. It's it's just a good good home with uh, everything that you could want. And again, that's located at two eight seven six North Star Drive. That's two eight seven six North Star Drive. Mm-hmm. It's at the bottom of our website. If you want to look at it, Eric Walker, our son, will be glad to show it to you. If you want to, if you're looking for a home uh, there in Bartlett, again, it's at two eight seven six North Star Drive. Call Eric at nine zero one. Four nine one zero seven nine three. That's Eric. His number is four nine one zero seven nine three. Eric will be glad to show you that home. And I'll tell you, we have been really busy in real estate. We we uh, are ha- have closed two this week, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, m- almost every home we sell, we put up for auction, and we sell it at online auction. But here lately. The auction doesn't get completed. It doesn't make it to the auction. People, uh, people make offers, and you know we are real estate brokers. We work with real estate brokers, mm-hmm. and uh, as well as so, when someone makes an offer, we have to deliver that offer. That's that's what you, that's the law. You you have to go by that. So it's up to the seller to say, well, let's continue the auction, or hey, I like that price. I'll take it. Let's go. And so that's what's happened on the the past few we, we've had. Uh, we sell. We have found the online auction method is the is a great way to sell a home. But what happened, Terry, on that is that the auction, although we didn't finish the auction, it rushed the process because people said, "Hey, I want to buy that now. I don't want to wait." Yeah. And so it caused them to act. Well, folks, we are Walker Auctions, Lance and Terry Walker. We've enjoyed being with you today. Come back next Saturday at one p.m. for a time to sell. And what we like to say here at Walker Auctions is. When it's time to sell, Walker Auctions doesn't fiddle around. (laughs) Except for Eric. Yeah.